When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to Black Marriage Therapy, BMT for short. Here we become students of marriage in order to create healthy, long-lasting relationships. I'm your host, Kristen Smith, and in today's episode, we discuss Black love, our past, present, and future. In the flush of love's light, we dare be brave. And suddenly we see that love costs all we are and will ever be. Yet it is only love which sets us free. Love recognizes no barriers. It jumps hurdles, leaps fences, penetrates walls to arrive at its destination, full of hope. Those two quotes are by the late, great Maya Angelou. And I wanted to share these quotes with you because I thought that they did a good job of kind of explaining what we're going to be talking about today. In February, we celebrate Valentine's Day. For most people, it is the month of love. But for Black people, it's the month of love, but also Black history. So we get this unique cross-section of Black history and Black love. Um... Black love is not a trend. For some people, when you say black love, people are confused and they think to themselves, why do you need to say black love? Well, we say black love for the same reasons that we say black life matters. The same reason why we say black girl magic and black boy joy or black is beautiful. It's because of our unique history as black people in this country. Black love for us is not just a trend and something cute or a hashtag that you can put at the end of your post. It's a necessity. In this country, our love has always been uh, demeaned and diminished and not portrayed or portrayed incorrectly. And when we say black love, we are saying it to represent accurately and to celebrate ourselves and our love. So if you don't know, February 13th is actually National Black Love Day. And this was created in 1993 by an activist, Ayo Handy Kendi. Um, And it comes right before Valentine's Day, February 13th, National Black Love Day. So why is black love a thing? Why do we even have to say that? In a country where our black love was never protected, celebrated, represented, it is imperative in this day that we say black love. To begin this conversation, I would love to spend a few moments briefly speaking of the history of black love. Now, our history does not start in America, but for the context of this conversation, it's important that we start here in America. Um, When we first got here, It was from the beginning, the brokenness of the black family. We were separated immediately from brothers, sisters, wives, and children. And 
denied our right, our civil right as human beings to be married in this country. When we say black love, that was not even a thing when slavery was around. Black love was forbidden. People could be whipped or murdered if they were caught getting married or visiting someone that they were married to. Even with the fear and the violence of slavery, black people still resiliently knew that they had the right to love, peace, and the pursuit of happiness. Even with that threat, they still got married. And at that time, it wasn't a traditional ceremony, walk down the aisle thing type. It was what they call jumping the broom. And you would just be surrounded around your community and you, the couple would jump the broom to celebrate them jumping into happiness and to celebrate their unity. After some time when white slave owners realized that they could not stop uh, the enslaved from being married, they decided to uh, marry slaves and not legally, of course, because they were not citizens, but let slaves be married because it led to more children, which obviously led to more slaves. So even at that time, you see how it wasn't about black love for them at that time. It was just a, a way for them to figure out how they can use us. And because they couldn't stop us, there was like, well, might as well use it to our advantage. Uh, but following emancipation, following after slavery, uh, black love, black marriages just boomed. Uh, we were married at a higher rate than our white, white counterparts. And it was the backbone of our society. Love at that time was the only thing that we had, love and hope. And we took advantage of it as much as we could once we had our freedom. Following emancipation and the thriving of the black family, our black love was still under war in this country through segregation and all these different things. We were still heavily unrepresented and it's because they didn't want to see it. Black families, marriages, black love was a constant reminder to these people that we were resilient, that no matter what they threw at us, we were still going to prevail. And America didn't want to see it, to be honest. So a lot of our time in the uh, 20th century, black love was unrepresented. It wasn't in media. It wasn't on the news or newspaper or radio, TV. It didn't show up that way. Uh, it was just in our community. And oh boy, they did not want to see it. After slavery, as many of us know, they found ways to create modern day slavery through incarceration with the chain gangs and separating black men from their black families in some way or another. And many people say that this has continued in many different ways. Up into the late 1960s, um, we see the turn of the black family and how the marriage rate starts to go down. During this time, black families were discriminated against um, through public housing, uh, white supremacy, and so many different ways. And what you see after this time was the fracture of the black home. You start to see a lot of single mothers raising children because of how they dismantled and fractured our family. Now, despite all the agendas to fracture black love, it still is standing. And the first point that I want to drive home is that black love is resilient. 
despite all those things that I just talked about, we still are here pushing and thriving and existing just like our ancestors back in the day under the threat of violence still said to themselves, I deserve as a human being to love and be loved. Even under all the things that we have gone through, we have been resilient and we will continue to be resilient. Now, I want to come out of our history and move into the present. Black love is a unique experience for every black person. Um, If you ask different people what black love means to them, you're you're probably going to get a whole bunch of different definitions. For me, black love is about unity. It's about presenting as a united front. It also serves as a form of protection. This reminds me of a story that I have about the time that I was going into labor with our first child. I remember being at home and being in pain. I remember my doula being here and basically creeping up into that harder part of labor where you kind of start getting delirious like you start remembering stuff but all you can think about is the pain and getting this baby up out of you I remember Junior running around and doing stuff to prepare and getting the car ready and putting the bag in the car and all these different type of things and I also remember my doula saying okay it's time to go we're ready and in between contractions wincing with pain I said, I need my wedding ring. I need my wedding ring. I need my wedding ring. My doula kind of looked at me funny and just said, okay, no problem. Whatever you need, whatever you need. And I'm in between contractions and Jir is like, where is it? (laughs) He's running upstairs and saying, where is it? Where did you put it? You know, and um, he found it. He came downstairs. I put it on. And I felt like Superman or Batman or Green Lantern, whichever superhero that you love, when I put that wedding ring on, I felt like I was a superhero. Now, that story probably seems kind of dumb, like, okay, girl, it's just a wedding ring, like, it's not that serious. But I knew that when I got pregnant, that I would experience the healthcare system differently than my white counterparts because I was black. And unfortunately, I did. The very first OBGYN that I had didn't want to touch me. All right. I wish that this was a fake story, but she would like barely touch my body. Like I was disgusting or something. And she was making suggestions to me that was just so outlandish. She definitely was not listening to me. And midway through pregnancy, I ended up switching to a midwife. Thank God, who was more competent. And even during labor, I ran into a nurse who, again, was not listening to me. So I was very, very aware that I would be treated differently in the healthcare system just because I was black. Now, I knew even while going into the hospital that if I was perceived to be my husband's baby mama, <laughs> which I claim to be no problem. Um, but if I, I knew that going into the hospital, that if I was just seen as just a baby mama, as just another black couple unwed, having another black baby, that I may be treated even more poorly. Um, unfortunately, marriage is tied to morality. And 
in this case, all I cared about was surviving. And I needed to present myself as morally pure as whatever they wanted wanted it to be in order for me to survive this interaction of going into the hospital and trying to give birth. And that's all I was thinking about. So in that moment, black love to me was protection. Now, I hope that that story is not misconstrued in some way to you know, make it seem like marriage is a badge of honor, superhero or something like that, because that's not what I'm trying to say. But I'm just trying to show that black love for everyone is so different. Also, black love to me is a unique shared experience. There is a there is something so special about coming into a relationship with somebody and already being understood. Like we try to get that on a standard basis, right? Just like as a human being, like, are you going to understand, you know, hurts and pains and things like that. But with the unique experience of being a black person in America, it is also another part of you that you may have to explain in a relationship. So for me, coming into black love and coming into a relationship where my spouse is black, it means that I don't have to explain that things are understood. There's a shared experience of joy and celebration, but also pain and hurt due to the experience of black people in this community. I would like to touch on one more thing regarding the present nature of black love. So being in school for marriage and family therapy so far, I have had to do some research and I chose to do research on um, the black family and marriage statistics. And what I found was more of the same, right? Compared to white counterparts that we're going to get married less often. And if we do, we're most likely going to end up in divorce and that um, the black family home is fractured since the 1960s. A lot of studies and statistics also show that, I mean, in a nutshell to conclude was like, is the black woman's fault? And I didn't know what to do with this information. I'm looking at it. I'm saying, well, these are peer reviewed journals. And, you know, I, I understand that people did research and this is the conclusions that they came to. But I still didn't understand. I was just like, why is this where we're at with when it comes to black love, when it comes to black marriage? All of the the overwhelming amount of research is just saying that we're doomed. We're doomed. We're doomed. And I feel like for a brief moment, I internalized that. I'm like, well, maybe it's our fault. Maybe we just need to have a softer demeanor and be kinder and, and, you know, be more like our white counterparts. What are we doing? What are they doing that we are not, that it's not working? And over time and through education and reading more books, what I found is that our, our relationship to marriage, black love is way more complex than what those statistics can possibly show. If we just went over briefly our history, and that was very brief, but if we go back into all the nitty gritty details of slavery, post-slavery, segregation, Jim Crow laws, all those different things, and follow the thread of how they affect our lives today, we would understand that we cannot just look at black love and look at black marriage statistics just from the individual perspective. We have to look at it from a societal perspective for all the systems that work against our relationship and how they have actively worked against us. So over time, I had to accept and realize 
that if we as a community continue to compare ourselves to other counterparts, white, Asian, Hispanic, we would always fall short. No other community or culture has shared the same experience that we have. Most other communities have came through immigration or some other form, but we are the only culture in this country that was forcibly brought here as less than human beings. Our experience in marriage and relationships in love is different. It's unique. It's complex. It's never going to look like what the white America looks like. And as long as we continue to compare ourselves to that side, we will always fall short. For so long, it seemed like being a black woman was a curse word. Everything that we are or are not is the antithesis of pure and graceful and loving and kind and gentle. We are brash and brutish and independent, strong-willed, hard-headed, attitude, all these different type of things. And they would make it seem like, well, that's the reason why you're not getting married. And that's the reason why the black community will continue to fail. And as long as we continue to look at ourselves that way, we would never be able to move forward. So the second point that I want to drive home here is that black love is unique. I am consciously making an effort moving forward to stop looking at, to stop looking towards the left or the right, white, Asian, Hispanic, to define who I am, to define my marriage and my love. Now, if you want a more in-depth look uh black love, especially from the woman's perspective, you can check out this book called Black Woman, Black Love, America's War on African-American Marriages. Um, So this is by Diane Stewart. She goes over topics such as jumping the broom, uh, black love in captivity, you know, will black women ever have it all? She talks about Michelle Obama and different things like that. Um, And the book, it, it really just takes It takes a deep dive into black love from the black woman's perspective and it takes it away from the black woman per se as the blame and looks at it from a societal view, from a systemic view of racism and its complexity. So I won't be able to go into depth with that here in this episode, but if you are interested and wondering more about our history and more about how we got to the place that we've gotten to, then you can check out this book by Diane Stewart. Again, you can find it. You may be able to find it at your local library if you don't want to buy it, um, but it should be available also on Amazon. So now that we've gone over the history and the present, what is the future of Black love? You know, one thing that I love to see so far is that we are starting to be represented. I know even starting in the 70s where we had um, good times and in the 80s and the 90s where we start to have sitcoms and Martin and Girlfriends and even now we have shows like Insecure. We have a show called Black Love. There is so much more representation and not just representation of a stereotype where it's like broken homes and stuff like that but the complexities of Black Love. 
clubs, the fact that we can have rom-coms and that we can have awkward, you know, experiences and that we have sex and that we have arguments and conflict, you know, and it's not just one dimensional. Um, I love to see this representation and I, I hope to see more of this representation. I'm so proud of my community for taking that definition and forcing and bulldozing Hollywood and the media to represent us correctly. So I love to see it. Specifically for a moment, I would love to talk to you guys about the future of black marriage therapy. First and foremost, I want to say what is understood does not have to be explained. So although this episode is specifically addressing black love and our history and things like that, I am not going to spend so much time doing this because this is what the whole show is about. I don't feel like I need to put an asterisk on every single episode and say, hey, by the way, this is specifically for black people. (laughs) What is understood doesn't have to be explained. Um, It's for black people anyway. Okay. Hashtag Kev on stage. Okay. So, so if you're of another race, please don't take offense to that. Um, And I, unapologetically say that this is black marriage therapy. So that's the first thing. Um, but black marriage therapy is here. It exists to, I mean, as I said, to create healthy, long lasting relationships. And that's all I want to offer to my community. I just want to be a space where we can get wholehearted, uh, loving and, um, intellectual advice about marriage because we're worthy. We deserve to be, we deserve to get, um, high quality education about our relationships because they are worthy to succeed and they deserve to have, uh, the same effort, you know, that other counterparts have in this field. We have some experts who are black, but not as many as we could. And I hope one day in the future to be one of those experts and for black marriage therapy to uh, be one of those places that black people, safe places that black people feel like they can come and bring their questions and and bring their experiences and not be judged and not have to explain themselves or, you know, try to seek understanding. It's just already established. I want black marriage therapy to be a safe place for my people and their marriage and their relationship and their love, um, to come to, to thrive, to seek education, to seek advice. And that's, that's my hope for black marriage therapy, you know, and as you see, you'll look around and I think that is the path that we're forging as a black community. We are starting to turn away from the left and the right and stay in our lane and focus on our people. I think through this past, I would say decade, we are making a new shift, a, a revolution, if you would say, towards looking towards ourself and building up our community and creating safe places. There are so many people in so many different fields doing things specifically for black people to acknowledge, um, the issues and, um, are the lives of black people and creating these safe places. And that is what I want black marriage therapy to contribute to. To end, I would love to recite a poem by Franny called Rescued. When I read this poem, I think about 
my husband and I think about our love and and what our relationship has meant to me. And so I wanted to share it all with you guys. Rescued by Franny. For years, my heart was guarded, protected from the world. But somehow you have disarmed me, opened and unfurled. You've taken me broken and damaged, mishandled and hurled. Yet you see me as delicate and dainty, so precious and pearled. Everything's not perfect, but it sure is beautiful here. Your smile so bright with the voice I just love to hear. Your touch so gentle, I just want to have you near. I love your energy and your presence. You make everyone else disappear. He has captured my trust, and that's something not easily given. He has made all my worries forgotten, and all my heartache is forgiven. His mission was to win my heart and made his goal clear. He was driven. After plenty of chances to earn my trust, I'd finally decided to give in. I feel so loved, so valued, so cared for, protected. He has won me over and I doubt I'll ever regret it. To a man who truly cares for me and satisfies my every need, for you have saved me from my darkness and my heart you have freed. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Black Marriage Therapy. If you haven't yet, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Black Marriage Therapy. Thanks again for listening. In the next couple of weeks, we will be discussing the three C's of marriage, commitment, communication, and connection. You don't want to miss it.